Weekly Driver podcast receives support from americantrucks.com, your late model Silverado, Sierra, Ram, and F-150 online aftermarket retailer, bringing you all of the hottest parts from accessories to lift kits, from wheels to tires and winches. americantrucks.com has the knowledge and know-how to make your wildest dreams come to reality. Visit americantrucks.com for your chance to win $17,760 in upgrades for your truck. Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea, and I am the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. I just finished a short while ago the last of the media days at the LA Auto Show, and uh, today I spent quite a few hours walking around the different halls where the manufacturers are debuting their new automobiles. Uh, Some of them are world debuts, some of them are North American debuts. The show opens to the public tomorrow, December 1st, and it lasts through December 10th. Lots of information is available on the show's website, www.laautoshow.com. And I wanted to make a few observations of what the public might notice this year, different from past shows. I believe this is my fifth show at the LA Convention Center. And one thing that I noticed right away is that There are fewer manufacturers at the show this year, but it's actually a good thing because while there are fewer manufacturers, the layout of the halls um, is more open and um, a nicer layout, and there's plenty of room to walk around among the different vehicles. I noticed, for example, that several of the major manufacturers seem to have more cars present because they have more space to work with. Um, a lot of nice plush carpet areas, a lot of places to get coffee and food, uh, nice music. Um, the usual uh, auto show ambassadors are there. Lots of women, a few guys who are ambassadors, a lot of knowledgeable people. So for the public, I think it's a, it's a better show or will be a better show just because there's more space to walk around uh, with fewer manufacturers and um, a lot more uh, n- new ideas this year. A lot of interest, a lot more interest in the electric vehicle world. So I think many of the um, manufacturers that you know, uh, the big manufacturers and some small ones, will have their their new products there. One thing that was brought to my attention by a, a fellow journalist, and I think it, it makes for a good idea for the show to consider in future years, is that the show is called the LA Auto Show, but the technological side of it, the all of the new EV stuff, all of the new apps, all of the new ways to make uh, driving easier, uh, autonomous vehicles and so forth, is in a different pavilion and it, it's been in an outside area, uh, automobility, and as one person pointed out, if, if the, the world of cars and trucks is being so uh, driven by new technology that perhaps all of it should be together in, in one show. So that would be my only suggestion, and I think others pointed it out as well today in a variety of different ways, that automobility and the LA Auto Show are really the same thing. So maybe in future years, uh, it'll all be together um, in in one major building with maybe another viewing hall. So this morning, what did I see? I did see, uh, I talked to Volvo. I've been driving a Volvo to the LA Auto Show. I have a 2017 V90 Cross Country T6 all-wheel drive and a beautiful estate wagon. And since I'm driving this car 
from Sacramento and now driving, about to drive back to Sacramento, I thought I would go to Volvo. And what I noticed with Volvo and what I noticed with many other manufacturers today is that in recent years, I think some of the manufacturers were trying to outdo each other with bright colors and outrageous uh, shock value features. What I noticed today with um, Volvo and with uh, Chrysler products and with several other companies, high-end Tesla, as a matter of fact, Lincoln, they, they seem to be going more toward more elegant looking colors, rich dark blues and dark greens and maroon. And so I think if I had to pick um, how the cars have changed this year away from the uh, new engines and the new approaches and chassis and so forth, the color patterns seem to be different this year with 2018 models. Just richer, deeper, darker colors that, that really stand out. All the colors, all the cars, of course, are are being constantly groomed to look good, uh, but I think that the public will notice that the ch change among manufacturers to get away from the the brightness of um, you know a real bright orange or a lime green or you know um, multicolored cars. Some of the some of the Chryslers, for example, just look really sharp in in their, their dark exterior color, and, and Volvo does that well. When I, when I talked with Volvo this morning, they had a very nice representative there, a woman who wanted to reiterate to me one of their programs that other manufacturers have. I believe that BMW offers it and perhaps Porsche. But Volvo for many years, it, it's not been publicized um, as well as it could have been, but they also have a program that you can fly to Sweden, pick out your car, get a factory tour, uh, get put up at a hotel and, uh, you know, come back, have your car shipped back to the States, uh, saving the charges that you get in the United States when you have to pay those fees to get your cars into the country, the, the service fees toward the end that, um, you know, add up to $900 uh, or so, sometimes more, sometimes a little bit less. But the Volvo said you, you save that money, the registration uh, of the car entering the country, you, you, or if a car is purchased in this country, you, you avoid that since it's coming from Sweden. Volvo will fly two people to Sweden. They will put you up in a hotel room. You go to pick your car. You go on the factory tour. Your car gets shipped back to you. You get a better price on the vehicle. And so when it, all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, basically what you come back with is a, a nice free trip to Sweden. Uh, which, of course, you can extend, you know, getting your own hotel room uh, for more than one night, and you get a, a nice new Volvo. So I'm a big fan of the brand. Uh, the manufacturer's been around forever. Some people might think that since the, you know, since Volvo was, parent company um, was bought by Geely, uh, the Chinese manufacturer, quite some time ago, that people think that maybe the quality has suffered. But they, they have a partnership, but, you know, the company, Volvo still made where it's always been made, and uh, it's still, in my opinion, you know, just a very, very solid, fine car all through the lineup. So that's uh, something the public should be aware of, that if you're thinking about a, a Volvo, you know, you might consider their, their fly-and-buy program. So that, that was a nice to hear about this morning from Volvo. I also saw Tesla. You know, Tesla's been, been controversial this, this year um, with um, massive amounts of debt, despite the introduction of two new vehicles that um, the owner of the company, Elon Musk announced, what, two weeks ago now, the new supercar that he has planned, the fastest production car ever made, along with an uh, electric truck. And while he was making that announcement, of course, the car that they have in the entry market car that they've been talked about for 
for a couple of years now, maybe longer, a $35,000 you know, base price has not been made yet and, and has not even been introduced or any, there's no debt set for, date set for when it will be introduced. So, but Tesla had a big presence, but I was talking to a guy who works strictly in the, in the technology field. He's not, he doesn't do car reviews. He doesn't work for a manufacturer. He he's, uh, works for a, a technical publication and primarily he focuses on uh, the introduction into new, of new technologies in, into vehicles and the efficiency of those things or the inefficiency and how the public is responding to to cars that have you know 50 or 60 different functions um, and and autonomous vehicles and so forth so I asked him about what he thought of the new procedures and policies and vehicles that Tesla is now promoting and he answered my question in two words he said Ponzi scheme I had never heard anybody refer to Tesla in that way, but I got a kick out of this guy uh, being very succinct and giving his opinion from the technology side of how the car will be eventually, if, if you listen to Elon Musk, available to, to the layperson and to the average buyer who has thirty-five, forty-five, $55,000 to spend as opposed to the price point of the supercar he's talking about. His, his base price is $200,000. So it was interesting to speak with someone from that point of view. I also, in the last few days, although there are many fine, new, shiny, great cars all over the all over the showrooms and in the different halls at the LA Convention Center, sometimes it's great to talk to come some of the accessory companies that are offering, um, you know, uh, things that you can uh, put on your car, uh, different parts, different uh, navigation systems, uh, things that are, that are uh, technology-based that are not specific to a brand and I talked to two of those companies in the past two days both very interesting both new companies one's been around for two and a half three years called blinker.com and the other I mentioned yesterday in our podcast uh, that's called fair.com and they're both applications which uh, allow a person to buy uh, a car or in the case of blinker to sell a car uh, on with an app. Both of the applications are very intuitive, very simple to use, and, and the representatives from those companies, you know, kind of won me over. The process that they took me through, that if you want to buy or sell a car um, with Blinker, you take a picture of a driver's license. If you're selling a car, of course, it's your driver's license. If you see a car for sale, it will be that license, and then they, they get some more information from you, and and basically you can uh, buy a car in about 30 minutes, or lease a car in about 30 minutes. Blinker, uh, as I mentioned, has been along, uh, around a little bit longer, almost three years now. You can buy a used car uh, dating back to uh, 1981. Um, Fair, which only debuted uh, in August, doesn't have the, the reach and, and the versatility of, of that uh, far back with, with its um, used car market. But I, I was impressed with both of those companies and how they're both promoting taking the anxiety part of purchasing a car. They still both believe that, you know, dealers are, are valuable, but they're working with dealers now. So a person interested in, in buying a new car or a pre-owned car, uh, certified pre-owned car, does not have to go into a dealership. It's all negotiated through the, the application. It seems like a really good idea, you know, whether or not it'll be... Um, uh, something that the public will really grasp onto in, in, in you know, big volume or whether it'll be a niche uh, marketplace that people will buy with their apps, uh, you know, I don't know. But I was impressed by the fact that I was able to look at the apps and figure it out 
So that would be uh, two things to check out online, uh, fair, F-A-I-R dot com, and blinker, like the blinker in your car, B-L-I-N-K-E-R dot com. Uh, two good things to check out. Um, also, with Blinker, we had a nice interview with the president and CEO of the company, and he explained um, how the company was formed. He was a former uh, car dealership owner for 30 years, and he transitioned into this market just because he felt like he needed a new challenge, and that he thought that what he called the brick-and-mortar companies, while still valuable, that there is a new way, particularly with younger buyers, who might be looking online for purchases more than, let's say, somebody who is at a middle age or older buyers. But he also said that he's had a person in their 80s buy a car through Blinker, and he's had some people, uh, you know, early at, in college age buy their vehicle. So he says it runs the full the full gamut of ages. And Fair has been influ influenced primarily by the vast number of, of younger buyers. And it was explained to me that many younger buyers these days aren't keeping their cars very long. So their, their approach is more of a, a lease that you can determine how much you want to spend and what kind of cars are available for the money, amount of money that you have. All of the paperwork, all of the insurance, all of the things like that, the Carfax, things that you need are all handled on the applications. So we have this interview with the CEO and founder of Blinker. After a long time in the business, um, in July of 2000, 2013 mm -hmm. started Blinker mm -hmm. and Blinker was really um, to, to take away that tension and anxiety from buying and selling the car privately. I've been hearing about that. <laughs> a little bit. So I mean basically most people have been able to, to transact through Craigslist. Mm -hmm. Not a very safe or secure environment. No. And really given no tools to complete a transaction. So the idea of Blinker mm -hmm was to uh, create an app mm -hmm. that you could do an entire transaction on a smartphone mm -hmm. without going to a bank or a dealership. And that's what we've accomplished. And it all starts with, we've got um, 17 patents, uh, 13 have been issued around our vision technology. Mm -hmm. So you can go out and um, stand behind <laughs> any me. car out here in the parking lot, stand yes. six feet behind any car, mm -hmm. take one photo, mm -hmm. And in three seconds, you're going to know your make model, right. all the equipment, an approximate private party value on that car. Yes. And you're also going to know approximate miles on that particular vehicle. Mm -hmm. And that's all given to you. And then if it's your car and yes. you're in a state where we're operating and we're transactional and you want to sell your car, you take a picture of your driver's license. Yes. And uh, we allows us to prove ownership. Mm -hmm. We do a fraud check, 17-point fraud check on the vehicle. Yes. Make sure it wasn't a salvage car. Make sure the car was not stolen. Yes. Various and that you own it. And with that, then we allow you to go ahead and post your car for sale on Blinker. Mm -hmm. We'll ask you to take a few more pictures. Mm -hmm. Write a brief description. Yes. We'll give you a map where you put a pin in the map where you're, you feel safe and comfortable showing your vehicle. Yes. We'll give you pricing guidance. You pick your price, mm -hmm. and uh, once you pick the price, and we convert that to a monthly payment. So now you can sell your car like a dealer for a price or a monthly payment. The nice thing is when you sell your car, mm -hmm. you get 100% of the sale price, and Blinker takes the payments. So, um, gotcha. so once we get the app completed, with the, once that's finalized, then we put that out on the Blinker Marketplace, plus many other marketplaces like Cars.com or Auto yes, Trader, Car yes. Gurus, and we do all the marketing for you. 
The other thing that's great about it, it's all free. So if you sell your car for $20,000, you get $20,000. And you guys get the payment. So we get the payment. So now I'm the buyer and I find your car. I'm online and I find your car and, and I'm interested in it. I message you and I say, hey, yeah. I'd like to come see your car. We set up a time on through the app. Yes. All anonymous. Neither one of us know who. We just know our first names. Yes. I come over and look at the car and I say, yeah, I really like it. I'm gonna, so I'm going to make you an offer through the app. You accept or reject or counter. We get together on the mm -hmm. pricing. Yes. Um, I at that I have already been approved for financing with a picture of my driver's license. I've been approved by Blinker or pre-approved by mm -hmm. Blinker in less than a minute. And based on my credit here, I may not have to provide any additional information. On a lower credit score, I might have to take a photo of my uh, um, pay stub or something yes, like that yes, on my lease. Yes. So um, once that's complete, we. Um, Give you a, we both get some to-dos, yep. get a copy of the title, copy of the registration, uh -huh. if you have to have a, a, a emission certificate, anything like that. We both link our bank accounts. My down payment is pulled securely out of my bank account, yes. and the money for the transaction is sent to you. And So if we completed the transaction, we actually signed the documents, both the buyer's order and the my finance contract was signed on the phone, on the phone. Yes. And um, the money is in your bank account tomorrow morning. Gotcha. And so you and I could sit here. I could buy your car for a monthly payment. And we could do it here in less than 30 minutes from start to finish. So what immediately comes to mind is I'm not a guy who is paranoid about, you know, I have Uber accounts and Lyft accounts and different deposits over <laughs> here and different passcodes and logins like most of us do. Uh -huh. But I have one friend who will not sign up for an Uber or a Lyft account because he had to provide his credit card. So right. he does one of those temporary, I don't even know what they're called. So this is not me asking the question, it would be the person who is afraid of the internet for security reasons. Right. So have you guys run into any resistance? Yeah, that you way? know, there are some There are some people that we have, we have um, Probably 80% of the people mm -hmm. that use our app that are yes. actually transacting will call our customer service line yes. or chat with them. Mm -hmm. And that's often a question, what's the security like? And yes. A company called Plaid to do the verifications. Yes. So we don't hold any of that information on our site. Okay. So uh, we're normally able to talk people through that and get them comfortable. Okay. But that, that, that certainly is always a concern, especially with all the fraud and yeah. hacking that's taken place recently. You bet. I went to this seminar yesterday or one of the men from the other company that's here, uh, one of the other companies that's here, Fair. Yep, I know uh, Fair well. Yeah, and um, it wasn't that guy, but it was another guy. I don't. You weren't in that panel, were you? No. no. Um, who said that car dealerships? You're expert in that area. If the car dealerships don't realize that the way that people are acquiring cars is changing, that the car dealerships are not going to be there after a while. That was his blanket statement that so companies like yours will be you're at the forefront but that will be the not the exception but it'll be the rule in, in the not too distant future yes yeah, i don't disagree i don't agree that car dealerships are okay franchise laws protect dealers i mean yes and, and they spend millions and millions of dollars doing what they do yeah. we actually are not anti-dealer we're pro-consumer right we can actually enhance and enable a transaction between the customer and the dealer okay. can make it much more friendly and um, <clears throat> that's on our roadmap that doesn't exist today but it's on yeah. our roadmap yes. to be able to do that but technology that we have already works if I was 
for example, if you went out in the parking lot and took a picture of a 2013 Toyota Camry, yes. that's what you wanted? Yes. And if I was connected through Toyota's website to their dealers in the LA area, mm -hmm. I could instantly show you every Toyota Camry like that one for sale in the marketplace. You could instantly press on that ad and start communicating with that dealer through the phone and never have to go online to do anything. Gotcha. You guys are so in Denver, right? We're in Denver, yeah. correct. So how is it, tell me a little bit since you started it, how is it, how has it advanced, how has it progressed, how is the customer base, what's going on yeah. in, the, in the specs, so, if you will, of the, of the, of the app? So we have about 150,000 downloads today. Uh -huh. uh, we've we've uh, facilitated $43 million in transactions. That works. And um, that's about um, uh, 350, or I mean 3,500 car deals. Um, some of those are in-app and some are out-of-app. So for the very thing that you were talking about, mm -hmm. some people were able to verify that they have gone through the entire process yes. and they exchange a check at the end. And a lot of those are on lower dollar cars. Gotcha. So they've had a great experience, they've used the app, and they said, well, we don't need, because we're just paying cash, okay. we don't need to do the exchange. Right. But what they do is they give us transaction information and they give us a, a customer so our NPS scores are in the 90s for both buyer and seller. That's pretty good. So they've been terrific. On our on our cars that qualify for financing and mm -hmm. use our app, um, so we finance cars that are 10 years and old, yes. 10 years or newer. Or newer. Uh -huh. uh, 80% of the people are taking our financing. Okay. So it's a big number. The other thing I heard was, I'm not a, none of us are here are millennials, I guess is the term. Um, and so, but... Uh, you know, people who are always constantly tapping their toes, they don't sit still for five minutes, and then millennials have cars for a year or for six months or for these short periods of time. So I'm wondering if that also ties into your the way that you guys are doing business, where people don't seem to keep cars as long. Yeah, yeah. so, and I know that's um, fair, that's kind of their, yeah. their model. Um, one of the things that's really important of the big differentiator mm -hmm. is we are a total asset light company. We yes. don't own any inventory. Yes. We don't hold the paper. Right. We don't any of the products we sell are third party products. Gotcha. We just we just make it all happen in one app where you don't have to go to multiple okay. locations to complete a transaction. Okay. Um, but as far as the millennials, um, the value proposition is currently the seller is getting an extra three thousand dollars for their vehicle, mm -hmm. and the buyer is saving about two thousand dollars. Okay. So there's about a five currently on the on our medium price car, which is around fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. There's about five thousand dollars being shared between the buyer and the seller. Yes. So that would allow them allow them to trade more often if that's what they chose to do. Yeah. We're finding though that the millennials are not our total customer base. Okay. That's we my are, next question. Yeah. We have a nice spread of from the 20-year-olds to the 50-year-olds okay. that are using the app. We had a nice lady, 70 or 80, 83 years old the other day, yeah. use the app and, and sell her car. So we have, we have a use nice... Use her, use her as, the, <laughs> as, the, as your promotion. So we have a nice yeah. spread of business. Yeah. And then, uh, so about half of our loans are through buy-sell, and the other half are mm -hmm. through refinance. Okay. So we're saving the average customer about $120 a month on refinance. Okay. And uh, it's just that's it's just so simple. You go out to your garage, take a picture of the back of your car, mm -hmm. take a picture of your driver's license, go yes. sit on your couch, have a glass of wine, and, and uh, you can <laughs> literally get refinanced. It will make you the offer. You'll know how much you're saving. Yep. 
sign the documents, yes. and you're refinanced in case you have equity and you want money mm-hmm. back in your account because you need it for a vacation or something, right. it's in your account tomorrow morning. That's it for my reporting from the LA Auto Show. It's been a fun three days this year. I think the public will very much enjoy the show this year. I think to reiterate that after five years, I think this is the best show I've been to in terms of the organization of the show, the vehicles that are available, uh, how the floor and the showrooms and the halls are laid out. I think it's, it's very nicely done this year. Nice music playing, plenty of places to get something to eat, um, good long show hours, and plenty of people to help. So if you want more information, uh, again, visit www.laautoshow.com. And please visit my website, www.theweeklydriver.com, where I have more information and images and our three podcasts that we've done from the show this year. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. The Weekly Driver podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today for your chance to win a 2018 Mustang RTR Spec 3.